This is Sovereign Debt, a podcast on greening the global economy and debt sustainability. I'm your host, Jill Doshi. So today we're super excited to have as our guest Arsène Dalsu, who is a debt manager for Benin. And for those of you who haven't been following it closely, Benin has been the first country in Africa, if not more widely, to issue what is called an SDG bond. But what is an SDG bond and what is an SDG? The SDGs are the UN uh, Agreed Sustainable Development Goals, which are 17 interlocking global goals that are meant to end poverty, build resilient economies, and address the effects of climate change. They were agreed by the UN General Assembly back in 2015, and they were meant to reach these goals by 2030. One problem is we didn't really expect for a global pandemic to hit in the meantime. Another big problem is meeting these goals costs a lot of money. And I mean a lot of money. So much money that no government can actually write the check. In order to meet these goals, developing countries are going to have to mobilize and attract private sector investment. So how do they do that? Well, they've looked to the corporate sector that has had a booming and growing market of what's called green and blue bonds. These are bonds where the obligor kind of agrees that they're going to use the proceeds in a very particular way for green projects or ocean-related projects. And those are the green and blue bonds. Those are kind of restricted use of proceeds, kind of like a project finance. The SDG bond is is somewhat of a sovereign equivalent. It's saying that the sovereign debtor is going to borrow that money from the markets and is going to use those proceeds in order to invest in meeting the sustainable development goals. The SDG bond is a very innovative project. And Benin, as as we said, was one of the was, was the first country in Africa, if not more widely, to issue such a bond. And we are delighted here to have Arsène Dansou with us today to describe the strategy and how they implemented it. Thank you, Arsène, for joining us here today. As we mentioned in the intro, Benin was the first in Africa, if not more widely, to issue a 500 million euro SDG bond. You've been at the center of building that strategy and uh, working through this transaction. So we are thrilled to have you here today and to hear your story. My first question is, how did you do it? Um, And thinking of talking to to your peers in other developing and frontier markets, um, I'm sure they're eager to hear your story of how you developed the frameworks uh, and the kind of discipline to, to move forward and to prepare the, the ground for this really quite innovative instrument. Benin was not previously known as a center of financial innovation, I think it's fair to say. So I'm just really curious to, to hear your story. Uh, it has been a long journey. Uh, as uh, the UN SDGs and the 2030 agenda have been um, at the heart of Benin strategy since 2016, since the President Talon came into office. Um, We have decided voluntarily um, to align the government policies uh, to um, 
the SDG target since 2016. For that, 49 priority uh, targets um, among the SDG uh, have been identified by the government uh, with 80 key indicators. According to the UNDP uh, risk assessment tool, 70% of Benin uh, strategic plan were aligned with the SDG. Um, this was uh, an assessment done um, in 2017. So in 2018, Benin has been selected among three other countries to participate in the joint UN and IMF pilot projects. Together with those three other countries, uh, which were Rwanda um, and other countries, the, the, the only country in uh, Africa together with Benin was Rwanda. So two countries in Africa and two others in the other part of the world were selected to um, be pilot for the evaluation of the SDG-related financing needs, which was called the costing of SDGs in those countries. And this allowed um, Benin and Rwanda and the other two countries to assess sources of financing to meet uh, the SDG uh, goals achievements in um, our countries. So as part of this uh, costing analysis, a total uh, SDG financing need um, for Benin was um, about 18 billion, 18 billion euros to achieve or to um, reach the, the, the target of the, the SDG goals from 2021 to 2025. The government, based on that, has built a matrix and did some reforms to uh, implement uh, uh, the results of this uh, assessment. And from our side at the Debt Management Office, as we are part of, or the Debt Management Office uh, is part of the reform areas that the government has targeted, targeted. So the Debt Management Office and the debt strategy of the country has been reformed completely. A clear strategy has been built or put in place, um, which uh, it's uh, built around six major pillars, which are the proactivity in uh, providing a dynamic and progressive management, uh, debt management to the country, diversification of our sources of financings, the innovation in using modern and very uh, um, constructive um, structure, uh, structuring and uh, uh, financing tools to address our needs and also being very selective why it comes to choosing a structuring or a type of financing. Monitoring um, the, um, the use of proceed and being transparent in providing information on what we have been doing with the funds and our debt statistics. So those are our six pillars in terms of debt management. And this has helped the country to strengthen the quality of, or the perception 
other countries or lenders or even rating agencies have on our country? It's fascinating what you're what you're mentioning about debt management and those and those pillars. And, and at the same time, were you able to create kind of an institutional framework for understanding kind of the priorities of of the country and other sectoral ministries of of what they were wanting to kind of pursue? Was that also part of the strategy? Definitely, yes. We have um, the government has launched in. Uh, December 2020, uh, 20, 2017, December 27, uh, sorry, December 2016, um, the country has launched a development program called uh, Revealing Benin, which gathered all the reforms and all the um, projects that, uh, um, that were supposed to um, help the country to implement the vision that our president had for our country. That program uh, called Revealing Benin, it was to reveal Benin to ourselves as Beninese and to the rest of the world as a country of all the possibles, all the opportunities, which, the, the key, the key uh, words of that program was that we can achieve a great development to our country just with a clear vision, hard working, and transparency. We have no minerals or resources. We only have our intelligence and our wish to transform our country. And based on that, the, country, the, the president and the government are implementing a way, a different way to run uh, public finances by showing good example, um, addressing the key challenges of our population to provide them with sustainable services and build a very strong and sustainable development for our country. Oh, that's it's absolutely fascinating. So, and how did you go about building then? You mentioned kind of the transparency and 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 clear frameworks, but how did you start to interact with the investor community and build the kind of credit story, so to speak, of of Benin that you know led to the SDG bond? From 2018, we have started bring back the rating agencies in the country after implementing or uh, starting the reforms on the debt management and the public finance we brought back the rating agencies. And we have started uh, building a very transparent and strong track record with our regional market, then with the international market going to commercial banks. And from 2019, we did our inaugural issuance, uh, euro bond issuance, where we went through um, three continents. We went to Europe, we went to uh, the US, we had a um, roadshow in Asia, where we present to the community of investors the new story of Benin. And, and that bond, just to be clear, was a kind of plain vanilla, correct? That wasn't, it had no kind of green or SDG element. It was a plain vanilla, yes. And then that was our first transaction on the uh, uh, international capital markets. 
From there, we, we did a very incredible transaction, 5 million euros. We um, made sure that we retain the amount we needed to fulfill our budgetary needs. Even if we got a three-time subscription, we just only took what we needed at that time. And we promised to the market to remain present by providing time-to-time -time updates on Benin and on what we have been doing with these uh, uh, proceeds. In early January 2021, after going through the hard time of the pandemic, we came back to the market for a second transaction, which was also a plain vanilla, vanilla transaction, where we received, uh, we went back home with 1 billion euros, two times what we did first. And the, the beauty of this second transaction was that we have been able to have a 31-year transaction, uh, euro bond, which was the first of its kind for our country and a very rare in Africa. We are among the first African countries or emerging market countries to issue uh, a so long uh, tenant uh, euro bond, denominated in euro. That was also a transaction of which we have been very proud. Extraordinary. Would, would you say that that is one of the main reasons why you decided to issue an SDG bond um, to, to access new investors? Or in, in other words, some debt managers that I've spoken to say, oh, Yes, it's it might be interesting, et cetera, but it's so much extra work. It's it adds costs. Maybe it's not worth it. What would you what would you say to those debt managers? Or why why did you choose to go to a, an STG bond instead of just issuing another plain vanilla? Just because um, I I spoke about the initiative um, of the UN and IMF helping Benin to to do the costing of achieving the SDGs. From there, we have seen that most of our challenges are um, linked to the SDGs, providing clean water to the population, building schools, uh, providing sustainable environments to, to our peoples, addressing their needs in terms of health issues, building sustainable uh, and, and resilient cities, all those challenges are linked to SDG. Why don't go directly to SDG bond to quickly address those challenges and those needs? And by the same time, getting loans, good loans, and achieving quickly and faster the SDGs. That was just the question we ask ourselves, and that's the question we are trying to, to solve by choosing that way. Taking debts to fulfill or to finance um, our population needs, investing in productive projects, it's good. But for us, we have seen that it's better to use the same debt addressing 
two major uh, um, points of development, achieving the population needs and reaching the SDG goals. And that's what we, we did. And this has been praised and appreciated by the whole financial community. And you feel that you, as you said, you tapped into a different investor base. You expanded your investor base by, by issuing the SDG bond. And do you feel that you achieved a better price? I, I know in the, in the press it says there was a, a greenium. So the investors were you know, building in some sort of um, bonus to you, so to yeah, speak, yeah, definitely. Uh, for targeting these use of proceeds. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. As a first issuer of the continent, and for us, we, are, we, we, we saw ourselves as a newcomer on that market. Having a greenium for the first time SDG transaction for us is a great recognition of um, uh, the fact that we have, to, we, we have did the right things. We, we took the right decision going to that SDG bonds. It's also, um, it's shown that Benin has built a very clear and appreciated story to the market. And we will have chosen a, a, a plain vanilla transaction, but it will not have the same constraints because yes, there are constraints in using SDG bonds because we have to respect or honor our commitment made to the, the investors during the roadshow by using the funds, the proceed to the specific project and sectors that we have identified in our uh, um, prospectus. We have also the, the, the obligation to provide the investors with reports, periodical reports of the use of proceeds and also not only the use of proceeds, but the impact of investing this uh, bond proceeds in those areas. And in case any of these uh, uh, expenses is not eligible, we have around 12 months to reaffect or reattribute to reattribute the, the said amount to an eligible project. And also we have to open our books to um, independent auditors to come and review what we have been doing and provide the market with independent reports. That may be uh, some of the challenges why, maybe, I'm, I don't know, I'm not judging my other colleagues, but that's maybe the, the challenges why they decided to not go for such a sweet transaction. No, ab absolutely. But but there's no financial, um, or let's put it this way. What happens if you don't use the proceeds correctly? You say there's a, there's a, a year period where you'd have to reallocate your, your kind of funds or your activities, rather, the use of the proceeds. 
if you if you continue to just serve the bond, but you sort of default on the outcome, let's say on default on the on the use of the proceeds, is there any financial kind of implication to that? Not not in not 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 in this type of uh, bond that we 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 raised. Okay, so this is this is a a, a pure use of proceeds bond. So that yes. we, I, I think the 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 impact we can have by not um, uh, respecting that obligation will be that uh, we will lose our credibility. And when we will go back to the market, we will have the, the, the um, I think we will see uh, the reaction from the market on not um, complying with that commitment. Mm-hmm. And the contrary is true as well, is if you meet the commitment, then when you come back a second time, your greenium could actually increase. That is definitely our expectation. Not only the greenium, but we expect to see even the, the, the yield and the pricing going down. Right, because in, in essence, you're demonstrating good governance, discipline, um, transparency, all of these key elements of a credit rating and governance, which for sovereigns is, is the big driver of, of the credit story. So let me turn now to a different sort of question of like, what, are, what were the pitfalls? What were, what were things that maybe didn't go as well? And, and not to say, I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot to say something, but just for, for your peers of if now that you have the benefit of the knowledge of doing such an innovative transaction, what do you wish you knew at the beginning that you know now? You know, what were what were some of the challenges that you met that uh, had you had you known you might have been able to anticipate or or handle or what warning signs would you give to your to your peers? On this specific uh, transaction, I haven't seen any any pitfalls. Uh, my only uh, points will be that if we have known. We have started since because this brings more benefit to uh, our wish to address quickly our population needs quicker than what we have been doing since. But it's not late to do be- uh, good things. So as now as we have started now, I think we will keep on that path. Interesting. So, so we can expect more innovations coming from Benin and more transactions? Definitely, yes. We always tell the market that we came to the international market to remain very active, uh, not only by, doing, uh, um, by issuing every year, but we will remain very present and active and for these SDG bonds, the market will see Benin again very soon and often. Fantastic. And, and my last question would be, what advice would you give to, to other debt managers, either on the continent or, or beyond, if they were wanting to embark on, on a similar journey? Is there any particular advice? I'm, I, I'm hearing the message of start early. Uh, and maybe you would would do it sooner rather than later. But what other advice would you would you give to to debt managers? 
Um, it's it's very difficult to give advices uh, because we 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 do not pretend to to have the perfect mastering of debt management. We are keep learning. We are building our story. But what we have seen since that is that there's no magic trick. Uh, it's discipline. We have uh, you know investors. They are looking for clear vision countries. Political, it's politically stable countries, and also countries that have credible stories to tell the market. The debt management or uh, public finance managers in general have to um, set clear objectives with positive impact on the country's development. Being um, Using or being using the the debt proceeds to revenue generating or revenue increasing projects, not using the proceeds to uh, um, to fund the the government day to day expenses or funding the travel expenses or government salaries. Not that investing in very productive projects with clear impact on the develop, development achievement of the country, and also putting together data, statistics, and sharing them with the, with the maximum of investors. Because one of the key uh, decision-making tools is uh, the, the statistics that country provided or uh, the IMF, or the, the rating agencies can provide to the market. So, but the first input or the first suppliers of those data is the country itself. So it's very important that we build that relationship with the market, providing information, um, clear and transparent information on a very frequent basis so that they can build a, a strong track record together with the story that the country is willing to tell. Well, we wish you all the best and, and congratulations to you and to the rest of your, your team and your colleagues and, and the government of Benin. You've, you've really shown what, what hard work and, and discipline can do. And uh, it, it's really an extraordinary story. And thank you so much for joining us today to share it with, with us and our listeners. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for um, showcasing Benin and uh, advocating on what we have been doing on the international market. We uh, expect to remain on the sport and still doing uh, the right things to continue uh, um, attracting the interest of the international community. I thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, leave us a review and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.